Today, a tentative swampy debt deal is tentatively reached. Donald Trump announces his plan to end birthright citizenship and Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is impeached. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and over the weekend, President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy reached a tentative deal to suspend the debt ceiling for roughly two years. This is the Fiscal Responsibility Act of 2023 that was just released on Sunday. It will halt federal debt limit until January of 2025. We'll also put restraints on certain elements of non-defense discretionary spending and it states that it will reduce the deficit by 2.1 trillion. However, the budget caps are only required for the first two years. So the deal does include uh, raising the work requirement age limit for welfare programs from 49 to 54, 21 billion removed from the new $80 billion IRS budget passed last year, uh, but it upholds Biden's student loan bailout, and it does not include the RAINS Act that would ensure Congress approves every major regulation. It does not include any measures for border security, and it does not include the defunding of the new 87,000 IRS agents. Despite all of that, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy tweeted out uh, yesterday, I'm sorry, on Sunday, it is simple. President Biden wanted to spend more and raise taxes. Republicans fought and won to reduce spending and stop Biden from radical overreach. The systemic reforms we set in place mark the beginning of historic change in Washington. I failed to see what systemic reforms he's talking about, but let's listen to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy himself defend his debt deal on Fox News Sunday. Watch. We finally were able to cut spending. We're the first Congress to vote for cutting spending year over year. So you cut that back, you fully fund the veterans, you fully fund defense, but you take that non-defense spending all the way back lower than 22 levels. Now you get work requirements for TANF and SNAP, where the Democrats said that was a red line. Now you're able to reform NEPA. How frustrating we are. With It's been 40 years since you could streamline it. To build a road in America, takes you seven years of review. We now limit that where it's focused, where you can only review it for one to two years. We're going to get America working again. We get the process working again, where we always have these omnibuses at the end of the year. We now penalize the Congress if they don't get their jobs done. There is so much in this that's positive, and measure it to all the other debt ceilings. When Republicans had the presidency, the Senate, and the House, did they ever cut spending? No, they increased it. We were able to do this when the president said he wasn't even going to talk to us. This is really a step in the right direction. It puts us a trajectory that's different. We put a statutory cap on only spending 1% for the next six years. So we let government grow, but at a slower rate. I don't know. All I heard there was Charlie Brown's mom. Uh, President Biden tweeted out on Saturday uh, earlier this evening, Speaker, Speaker McCarthy and I reached a budget agreement in principle. It is an important step forward that reduces spending while protecting critical programs for working people and growing the economy for everyone. And the agreement protects my and congressional Democrats' key priorities and legislative accomplishments. Wow, that is quite a amazing step, Kevin McCarthy. I'm so glad that we could protect key priorities and legislative accomplishments for Democrats. Uh, about a dozen Republicans from both chambers of Congress have voiced opposition to the agreement, including the House Freedom Caucus, who held a press conference earlier today. Here is what Congressman Chip Roy had to say about the deal. Watch. 
If you're out there watching this, every one of my colleagues, be very clear, not one Republican should vote for this deal. It is a bad deal. No one sent us here to borrow an additional $4 trillion to get absolutely nothing in return. But at best, if I'm being really generous, a spending freeze for a couple of years. That's it. That's about what you get. And frankly, you're gonna make things worse and my Democratic colleagues know it. That's why they're supporting it. Mm -hmm. That's why they're going around gleeful. Look, there's a reason our Democrat colleagues support this. There's a reason that Mitt Romney supports this. There's a reason that Bill Kristol supports this. It's all the same stuff. There's a reason that our conservative allies are opposing it roundly. The Club for Growth, scoring against it. The Heritage Foundation, scoring against it. Freedom Works, scoring against it. Ron DeSantis, publicly opposed. President Trump said he thought we should default rather than pursue this kind of lunacy. At the end of the day, the only person that would default in this town is Joe Biden, unless Republicans default on the American dream by voting for this bad bill. That is why this group will oppose it. We will continue to fight it today, tomorrow, and no matter what happens, there's going to be a reckoning about what just occurred unless we stop this bill by tomorrow. I'd like to welcome to the program at this time Jakub Uyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, um, I, mostly because I was watching his reaction as we were watching that video of, of Congressman Roy, a um, friend of the program, and just the frustration on Yaku's face. I, I have a feeling he has a little bit to say. So I, I want to I toss this to you, Yaku. Uh, Congressman Roy, he tweeted out a comparison chart of the, the, the act that he supports, the Limit, Save, Grow Act, versus the GOP deal with the swamp, he says. Uh, so this Limit, Save, Grow as passed, this is, of course, $1.5 versus the $4 trillion, uh, swampy deal. And what he is proposing is, of course, a $131 billion cut to annual spending next year, shrink the federal bureaucracy to pre-COVID, which why the hell wouldn't we do that? Go back to pre-COVID. Is that so hard? Are we still are we still in the middle of a pandemic? Do you guys still have that excuse that we're in the middle of a pandemic? We're in the middle of an unprecedented, unprecedented era. We have to raise all of these strong work requirements for SNAP and Medicaid. H.R. 1 energy permitting reform as passed by the House. The full RAINS Act. Again, the RAINS Act was so crucial to this deal so that Congress would not continue to neglect their duty, their fiduciary duty, that they are the ones who hold the purse strings. They are supposed to be the ones who have the oversight financially. They have completely abdicated that, tossed it all to, oh yeah, go ahead and sign whatever executive order you'd like to sign. Have whatever, you know, instruct your uh, bureaucracy to go spend however much you want. We're not going to do anything about it because we don't want to actually make any decisions. Uh, repeal Democrats' $1. trillion IRA, unreliable energy tax break for the rich corporations and communist China. Fully overturn Biden's half a trillion student loan bailout for gender studies majors, uh, rescind the $80 billion Dems gave to the IRS to hire 87,000 new agents to target middle-class Americans, and reclaim all of the money in unobligated, unspent COVID funding, which all of the, you know, the other side of this, the deal that Kevin McCarthy wants us to champion, does not do any of that. A any of it. I, I just want to break this down for the American family, just your household. Think of your household for a second. If I'm saying this year we're going to increase your debt ceiling 
Meaning your family is going to be in more debt at the end of the year. You're off at point A. Mm -hmm. You're missing the mark to start with. So for anybody, anybody to say that we're reducing spending, but we're increasing debt, that is an oxymoron. That is literally quintessentially not what they're doing. We are $4 trillion more in debt. Kevin McCarthy, at this point in time, is making me think that he's an oxygen thief in Congress, that he's just there to fill a seat because nothing he's saying is making any sense, Sarah. Right? Are we going uh, to agree with Biden on forgiving student debt? We're just going to wash it. We're going to incur more debt? If you look at McCarthy's program, Chip Roy says $4 trillion. You can't measure the impact because the money he's borrowing today, he's or, that we've already spent it. Mm -hmm. So there's no cutting money. There's no saving money. There's no spending freeze. It's nonsense. By definition, it is a debt ceiling bill to raise the debt. That is not a spending freeze. Now, if you look at the two proposals, they couldn't be more different. I looked at them and I'm like, this is, this is almost like this is a different country. A different mindset proposing what Chip's proposing. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Logical. Still not where I want to go about balancing the budget. Right. Getting us out of debt. Paying off some debt. How about reversing this? Right. Kevin McCarthy said this. And I'll end my rant with this. He literally said this. The Speaker of the House said this. We're going to let government grow, just not as fast. Listen, <laughs> idiot. We don't want government to grow. Okay, we're for small government. We want to shrink you so small that we can't find you. I want to decentralize you where you got to go eat a burger with your constituents so you have to answer for something for once in your life. This is the Speaker of the House saying, we're going to let government grow. That's why Joe Biden smiled on this deal, Sarah, because Chip Roy said it. You could have gotten this deal with the majority Democrat, you know, Democratic House. Mm -hmm. You didn't need you know, a conservative house to get this deal done. This is a farce. It's a sham. He's fleecing the American people. Mm -hmm. I'm with Chip Roy, and I think it was Lauren Boebert standing to his right yeah. there, okay? I'm with all of them. This is atrocious. Why? Because you can't run your family this way. You will go broke. Oh, mm -hmm. that's right. We're broke. Right. The country's broke. Yeah. Um, well, the, so the vote, I believe, is scheduled for tomorrow. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. We'll be sure to, to give you guys the latest. I want to switch gears here and talk about uh, what Donald Trump has pledged to do earlier today. So he said that uh, if elected, he would sign an executive order on day one of his second term in office, effectively ending birthright citizenship for illegal aliens and, of course, uh, what is called birth tourism, where pregnant mothers who, you know, they they come into the country knowing that they will then, you know, they're like ready to pop. And uh, they're like, hey, I'm ready to pop. Hey, let me sign me up. I'm going to go stay at that hotel and have my baby. And uh, oh, look, now I get to stay and my baby's a citizen. That's how that uh, worked out. They threw President Trump under the bus, under the under the bulldozer, for that matter, for the term anchor baby. Yeah. You know, for the, the notion, because surely nobody does that. Right. Are you kidding There's me? There's an entire hey, tourism hey, industry. Newsflash for you, not to jump ahead. We don't even have anybody now to sue Biden anymore because the guy that sued Biden now doesn't even have an office. Oh, I can't and wait our, to get to that. And our border is wide open. Mm -hmm. How many babies do you think are being born today? Mm -hmm. Let's not even talk about next week. Just today. Mm -hmm. For migrants that's crossing in the middle of the night in Hudspeth County that literally, I mean, it's... You, 
Just make a phone call, America. Do me a favor and call, I don't know, the hospital of choice in El Paso, Texas, and ask them, any beds available for Americans? The answer is no, absolutely not, okay? Babies are being delivered today, and they will be. Yes, President Trump, like you said, anchor babies, because citizen will be granted generationally, right, because of that. And then parlay that with our notice to appear on the border, where now, when an illegal cartel member comes across the border, he gets handled in kitty gloves because he brings a child across the border that's been raped and plundered that's not his, and he gets favorable treatment by Joe Biden, and then they give him a notice to appear in front of a judge, and I don't know, let's say 2031, 2033. The shortest term we've seen, Sarah, is four years because there's a little thing in immigration law called landed immigrant. When you've been in the country for that long, some crazy immigration lawyer will say, well, I mean. You can't up make him uproot his entire life. They qualify now for a green card. He's already been here for this Come long. Come on. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. but they're not going to have babies. We promise. Right. Right. Do you think this is a, a good strategy for Trump? For Trump? Yeah. To saying that he will on 1, day one. percent. This is, by the way, 1, I just wanted, this is percent. coming from a legal immigrant. Okay. So. 1,000 percent, yes. And separate families at the border again. Yes. DNA testing at the border again. Are you the father? Are you the mother? Corroborating. Why? Because you want to protect the child. All those people, kids in cages. No, what you don't understand is when you have the safety of the child in mind first, you will separate that child and say, is this your father, mother, DNA swap? Why? To protect the child. This is a great move by Trump. Double down on it. More of this, please. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. We've got more to come. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So Patriot Mobile, I love when I get to talk about Patriot Mobile and Yaku's here because uh, he works with Patriot Mobile as well. And he knows, just as I do, that these, this company, these people are truly putting their money where their mouth is. And when you're talking about the parallel economy, it is so necessary with, uh, you know, with the left just infiltrating all of these woke corporations. They're going to take a portion of your bill. They're going to donate it to like, you know, Planned Parenthood and, uh, you know, every town where they're going to try to take your guns away. And so you don't want to be doing that. But what you can do is go over to Patriot Mobile. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They've got nationwide coverage on all three major networks. You're going to get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. And when you're switching to Patriot Mobile, your a portion of your money is going to go to things like, you know, supporting free speech, religious freedom. Um, how instrumental was Patriot Mobile in uh, overturning some of these school board elections and getting conservative school Boards. Massive. Literally helping us rescue children. As recent as last weekend, Patriot Mobile co-sponsored the barbecue cook-off for American law enforcement on the border to help those who really work. They are actively, Sarah, as you know, boots on the ground. Yes. I haven't seen another for-profit, for-good company that would actually show up. Doing as much as they do the work doing. they do. They overturn school boards. They do phenomenal work. I agree. Um, so listen, if you have not yet looked at their plans, they're very, very reasonable, reasonably priced. They're likely going to save you money. And you can know that you are, again, you're, you're giving your money to someone who doesn't hate you. That's always a good thing. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash news. Get free activation with the offer code news. By the way, ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. It is patriotmobile.com slash news. We are less than 1,500 subscribers away from hitting 100,000 on YouTube. Um, I feel like we should throw a party or something. When you cross the 100? Yeah. Which it should be tonight. Which it should be. And I mean, like, 
I'll probably drink something. You won't be able to partake because you're you're there and I'm here. But you can watch us celebrate and pop open a bottle of champagne and you can feel like you're part of it. Just get a bottle of champagne and we can all do it at the same time. Okay, it'll be fun. He won't drink because he's a much better person than me. But I will. I've never tasted alcohol in my life, but I will celebrate with you. I'll buy you some sparkling grape juice. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, so make sure that you uh, subscribe again every day. They're like, I didn't think that I was magically unsubscribed, but I was magically unsubscribed and I had to go resubscribe. So make sure that you are still subscribed. Uh, make sure to hit that thumbs up button and comment. Let us know what you think of the news of the day, particularly this story. I'm still incensed by the Rhino-controlled Texas House voted 121 to 23, I believe, to impeach Attorney General Ken Paxton over the weekend. Um, this is obviously going to head to the Senate for the trial portion of it, but the, the charges include bribery, abuse of office, and obstruction, which stem from an investigation into a $3.3 million settlement payout to former uh, employees of the OAG who accused him of wrongdoing. They are being called whistleblowers, and they accused Paxton of using his office to benefit a campaign donor, Nate Paul. Now, um, I, I just, I can't stress enough how unbelievable it is to me that in a place like Texas that is supposed to be this very red place, people think of it. I think it used to be the bastion of freedom and liberty. And now it's like, mm, well, I mean, there's also Florida who's kind of beating us on a lot. Oklahoma. So I don't know that, right. And I know that, you know, the Texas House can claim some, they've gotten some wins under their belt when it comes to protecting innocent children from things like, you know, oh, I don't know, uh, mutilating their bodies and also, um, you know, sexualizing them with sexually explicit shows, particularly, you know, the drag shows. But those are easy wins, right? Like, uh, great, congratulations. The, this is just sanity. I don't think that like that's the, the be-all, end-all. They are, of course, being called back for a special session to deal with um, border security and property tax relief. But to have not accomplished so much that they did not accomplish this session and utilize the end of their regular session to make sure that they voted to impeach the most conservative attorney general in the entire country is just beyond absurdity to me. I cannot imagine how uh, Attorney General Paxton feels today knowing the hard work that he has done for not only the state, but also the country, the amount of lawsuits that he has filed to fight Joe Biden, which he is the one, the only one in the country who has filed the, the amount of lawsuits that he has filed the most in the, in the entire country. Um, and I, I just want to show you, I went through because the House listened to the House Investigative Committee who released this report. Uh, the House members were not allowed access to the witnesses, and many of the witnesses did not testify under oath. Um, there were a lot of issues with the rush to impeachment. They had 48 hours. They had to just make a decision. Um, there were a lot of issues with that. So I want to read for you. Um, the AG's office had a, a third party, an independent investigation into everything that happened. They had all of the access to all of the internal emails. They had access to the staff that they were able to, you know, interview. And this is, of course, a law firm, which, by the way, uh, before someone says, well, you can hire any law firm you want to say whatever they want. No, these are like they're actual lawyers who are hired to do independent investigations 
after an internal investigation has taken place. They like they have to follow the law. They have to report what actually happened. These are all like, am I am I wrong? This is a very normal thing. Yeah, these are these are. The They're not going to lie for you. No, no, no. These are the type of lawyers that come in with, for instance, corporate rescue, you know, or mediation. They're right. completely third party. They come in. Uh, and they and they they call a spade a spade, and and they do the job independently, you know, uh, accountable and independently. So funded. so I want to read just a small portion. It was like a 56-page report. I went through. I read the entire thing. I was floored that all of this evidence existed, showing that the whistleblowers were not credible people, were uh, oftentimes insubordinate to you know their superiors. Uh, they had existing problems um, far before any of these whistleblower allegations. And yet the House rushed into this. So this is uh, the independent firm that was hired to look into this. They said the evidence we have been able to obtain continues to support the OAG's legitimate non-retaliatory grounds for firing each complainant. Moreover, uh, the firm has identified evidence supporting OAG's assertion that it would have taken the same adverse employment action against each of these complainants, even in the absence of any alleged protected activity. Conversely, we have not identified any evidence supporting complainants' allegations of retaliatory animus by the attorney general or any agreement between the attorney general and others at OAG to conspire to retaliate against the complainants. So they went through all of the actual evidence, something that the House never even did, and said, there's no evidence to support that this was retaliatory, which means this entire lawsuit was was bogus. And yet 121 members of the Texas legislature voted to impeach the greatest conservative fighter that we have in the state. I'm a little concerned, Yahoo. And so I say the greatest question in life you can ever ask is why? Mm -hmm. Why did you do this? Why? What's your motive? It's why. OK, and so let's ask why. Why did they not impeach him, let's say, in 2022 in October? Why is he impeached now? Why last week? Give you some answers. There was a questionable event mm -hmm. by the Speaker of the House mm -hmm. that looks a little bit intoxicated. I don't know, you know, uh, maybe or maybe not. We break some news about an open bar, right, in the House. And so the attorney general does his job and asks a question. He follows it up with a letter that said, maybe we should investigate. And oh, crap, the fox is in the hen house. And now everybody is scattering. And within a matter of seven days, a guy's impeached. Seven days. Now, there's a little thing called Code 665 in Texas, which is now being contested, which says that an elected official in the House and the Senate cannot be removed for a prior offense if that offense was before his most recent election. Mm -hmm. Ken is going to possibly sue upon that, and I think he's acquitted in the Senate. But here's my problem with this. This reeks of, look over there, not here. Mm -hmm. This reeks of cover-up. The, the speed, the neck-break speed, the absolute ill stewardship of their time to the constituents mm -hmm. at the end of a session. And we know we do a lot of work in session. The last three days in session is madness. You're crunching bills through important bills, which they did not do. Now we got to call a special and hope that some of these things are going to be, you know, at the governor's mm -hmm. desk. No, no, we're going to play politics. Right? This, this Rick, Sarah, it pains me to say that I think we just witnessed the rhinos expose themselves. Finally, it pains me to say that two thirds of the Texas House uh, is, is in fact not on par 
we need to seriously consider removing a lot of these people mm. in the next election. Mm -hmm. We need to ask serious questions about Texas because so goes Texas, so goes this nation. I do think it gets acquitted in the Senate, but remember, we're looking at mid-August, right. which you could probably say September. Between now and then, we don't have an AG. Right. But right. we have an open border. Right, right. An AG that has sued Biden 21, 22 times, mm -hmm. right? The, the second AG to him is probably Sean Reyes in Utah, mm -hmm. second best. This is by far the most active attorney general in America for constitutional rights and constitutional values. So this thing to me stinks to high heaven. Um, it's a major, they're covering their own tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, but we remember, we got the list. We will remember. Oh, we will remember. We will remember come next election cycle. And I'm, I'm sure, um, I, don't, I think we have it. I'm not sure that anyone can see who, which representative. It's so small. But I, I did tweet out this list. You can find it, you know, uh, obviously at the Texas legislature's website. But I highly encourage you, if you live in Texas, to uh, make sure you know how your representatives voted. Um, all right, we've got to take another quick break. We're going to come back with more very interesting news. It, it happened to be in Texas, but there is a story that you're not going to want to miss uh, regarding the trans activism community that, that just wants to be accepted. That's all. Except, you know, if you don't like them, they're going to try to ruin your life. More on that in a bit. I uh, want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So, look, um, if you deal with any sort of pain, maybe you've got arthritis, maybe, you know, you've got herniated protruding discs like I do. I got it a long time ago from a car accident. But if you're living in pain, I realize it can affect your whole life. You know, you think like you're grumpy all the time. Maybe you're short with your kids or your spouse because you're just constantly, you have that ache, that, you know, nagging pain that you think that is never going to go away. You've got to try Relief Factor. It actually targets the inflammation in your body, which oftentimes is the root cause of your pain. So you're not just rubbing a topical cream on that feels great for 10 minutes and then you're in pain again. Don't do that. Try Relief Factor. They've got this three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95 and 70% of the people who try it keep ordering it because it's working for them. So the odds are in your favor that it's going to work for you and it could change your life. You can go to relieffactor.com, get that three-week quick start. It is relieffactor.com. Right, I want to welcome to the show Michelle Evans. She is a political activist and um, she has quite the story to tell. We were just talking about how messed up the Texas Capitol is. Yep. But this is a completely different issue that you experienced at the Texas Capitol that has resulted in DPS investigating you. So please explain just kind of from start to finish what is going on. So myself and a, a few other, well, dozens of other activists arrived at the Capitol early in the morning of May 12th to watch history be made and see SB 14 voted into law. Mm -hmm. um, while we were there, I was escorting older women to the bathroom because they felt uncomfortable going. They knew that there was a possibility that men would be there. And in Which fact, is in Texas. Yes, in Texas. And at the crazy. Capitol where laws are made and should be upheld. But we went into the bathroom. There was probably six or seven women with me. And lo and behold, a man came in, used the stall. And when he came out, you know, while he was in there, I told people very quietly, there's a man here so that they would know, you know, if they're mm -hmm. not comfortable with that, that they would wait. 
He came out, washed his hands. I went and opened the door, the entry door for the bathroom and held it open until he was done. And as he was exiting, I said, next time you use the bathroom across the hall, that's the men's bathroom. Do not come back in here. And he looked at me and said, well, legally, I'm a woman, which whatever that means. Right. But, um, and I said, that doesn't matter that this is not your bathroom. This is a woman's space. Um, and then when I returned to the gallery, a friend of mine in there said, oh, yeah, so-and-so posted it on Facebook already. And I said, OK, go ahead and send me the picture. So he did. I received the picture basically third hand, not knowing that a picture was taken in there. Mm -hmm and tweeted it out and said, basically, this is not probably not gonna be the last time I have to tell a man to not use the women's bathroom at the Capitol today. There are several school field trips, elementary school field trips at the Capitol at the time mm -hmm. with young girls, so you never know who you're gonna be in the bathroom with. Um, it went viral, and about eight hours later, a DPS lieutenant approached me in the um, house gallery and asked me to come outside for a few questions. They ultimately took me to a holding office in the Capitol and uh, illegally detained me and illegally seized my phone, which I still do not have. Um, the lieutenant that spoke to me said, we received several reports about this photo that you took. And I said, I didn't take the photo. And that was where the conversation ended, but he continued to you know, escort me to the holding, holding room. Um, but he said that the Travis County District Attorney had also received calls and had taken an interest in the case. So without a search warrant, they seized my phone. They basically told me, you can leave, but your phone cannot. So I wasn't allowed to leave until I gave my phone up. That I still don't wrong. have the phone. I have no idea what's happening with charges. I don't know ultimately what the charge will be, um, if they're going to apply this ridiculous um, situation to um, a sex offense. Mm. I'm, I'm not really sure. It's kind of hanging in the balance. And this, the Travis County DA is, of course, a, it's a Soros, Soros DA, County, the yes. same DA that um, Daniel Perry, mm -hmm. Daniel Penny and Daniel Perry are in the news at the same time. It's hard to, to remember who is who, but um, he is the same one who went ahead with charges against him, even though he very clearly was trying to defend his own life. Um, so did you find out why the Travis County DA got involved. How did they get tipped off? So this man's friend is um, an, an attorney and he saw the photo on Twitter, retweeted it, as did 1,500 people, retweeted it and said, this is, um, this is a felony, please report it, tagged Jose Garza, who's the Travis County DA. And this is the same DA who three weeks prior received three um, people who had been arrested during a transurrection mm -hmm. um, for the first reading of, of SB 14, people who had to be restrained in the gallery and in the Capitol and were arrested on several charges, this DA dropped all of those charges and let these people go. Of course. So um, there was no, I complied every step of the way. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't done anything to, to put me in anybody's crosshairs, but this, this attorney retweeted it and encouraged everybody to, um, to report it to Jose Garza, to DPS. They then started to share GPS coordinates of my home. They shared photos of my home. They doxed my address. They sent deliveries to my home that evening that we had not ordered and it was like midnight. And then a few days later posted my address um, in an ad on Craigslist. So I had three creepers come to my house looking for something that wasn't 
there. So, so trying to threaten you, intimidate you, uh, dox you mm -hmm. because you said you're a man and you're not allowed in this restroom. Yeah, for standing up for women and girls um, in in the house where you know things should be followed to a T, law should be followed to a T, and the ultimate. Um, violation here is that these women that were in that bathroom at the time did not consent to having a man in that bathroom. Um, that man did not care about their consent, did not care if these women were uncomfortable, if they felt unsafe. It was, it's more about this man's feelings than it is about so what safety. what is what's what's the next step here? You just have to your your entire life is just in limbo until they decide whether or not they want to move forward with charges. Like what 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 is it? Where does it stand now? We I mean, there, there were obviously some civil rights violations. So I have um, I have some attorney advising me and um, how we move forward really depends on what DPS's next steps are. But in the meantime, you know, I'm finding more and more out about this man that was in the bathroom, and it just validates um, the concerns about having men in women's spaces. He is a 47-year-old man who, up until two years ago, was presenting as a man, bearded, mm -hmm. um, writes erotic poetry yes. about women and girls, um, considers himself a trans woman, lesbian, feminist, however uh, that goes wait, together. They and is a, running for state house now. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Wants to make history. Oh, that's good. Well, he seems very state, mentally stable. Yes. Um, so that would be great. He'd fit right in. Yeah. And in, in the, envi the environment now, yes, absolutely. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't just mean to interject, but I've got a couple questions. Sure. You're telling me. <laughs> I'm restrained. He's processing right now. As, oh. as, a, as a father of two girls, <laughs> yep. he wouldn't hear from me, don't come back here. Um, <laughs> it would be a different situation because when you have an eight, nine, 10 year old girl, they go into the bathroom by themselves, and I was in that capital a day after you, mm -hmm. and there was probably 65 middle school kids yeah. and girls in and out of bathrooms in that place. And we are, we are heading towards a place in this state. I'm telling you where the citizens are going to take things into their own hands. You're telling me the DA got involved within a matter of hours. Yes. Not even, okay? Understand what I'm saying here. They're on speed dial. Anything LBGTQ, they've mm -hmm. primed the pump, if you know what I mean. They're waiting for it. They're looking for an opportunity, mm -hmm. and, and they picked you. You didn't take the picture. Do you know who took the picture? Uh, I now do. I didn't at the time. But it wasn't you, no, right? it wasn't me. I would say I would say go on the offense. Yeah. Immediately, you throw the book at them. Doxing your house, your address. If you don't have a pit bull lawyer, I got some for you. You go after them <laughs> like white on rice. You don't stop. You don't care for these people, Sarah. What happened to this amazing patriot was reflected in the vote against Ken Paxton. Mm. That's why in the same house mm -hmm. they'll let a creep walk into a woman's bathroom where there could be a middle school girl in the stall next door, and it's reflected. Mm -hmm. The coward spoke. And then McCarthy reflected it up top at the GOP. Mm -hmm. We've got a bunch of cowards in the GOP. You know why? Because they couldn't get elected as Democrats, so they run as Republicans. Mm -hmm. And we vote them in. And that's what we have. I'm sorry this has happened mm -hmm. to you, but this is your moment where you fight. I told uh, you know, Kerry Lake the same thing the other day. You double down, you go on the offense. Mm -hmm. You don't sit and lose sleep over this. You pray, you hold on to God, and you charge. Yeah. 
As the mom of two daughters and one young man, I mean, this is an important, it's a worthy fight. And, and it your shows, kids are watching. Yes. And it underscores how much unfinished business we have yeah. legislatively that this guy can change his, the sex on his driver's license, that, that he can be in that bathroom in the first place. Because we had legislation in 2017 that was ultimately killed that would have prevented this situation. But it's mm -hmm. been such a battle just to get sports you know, to have Save Women's Sports passed. Right. Um, you know, Michelle, we're, I want to talk, um, we're going to take a quick break, and then I want to talk about what's happening to Target with the backlash. Would you mind sticking around for that? I would love to. Okay, great. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back. Two lawyers So Target has lost $10 billion in market value over the last 10 days since uh, they released their new Pride collection that was not just aimed at adults, but also not just teens, but also infants, little onesies. Because, you know, I mean, you know, it's never too soon to transition your baby, apparently, according to Target. Um, so I, I want to get y'all's thoughts on this recent news, but I also want to throw in here over the weekend, the vice president for brand management at Target also, uh, come to find out, serves as treasurer of, uh, do you say gl GLSEN? GLSEN? It's gay, yeah, Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network, GLSEN. Um, yeah, he serves as treasurer of that group, and they've received millions of dollars in donations from Target. Um, and by the way, the same group that urges uh, kids who think that they're trans or non-binary to not tell their parents about their gender identity. Remember when all of this happened, and I said, this type of decision doesn't happen without someone at the top knowing and approving this decision. This is a very, very blatant decision to partner with not only this confused trans man, woman, whatever they were, but also uh, a Satanist. They like they target vets the people that they partner with. Um, and so now here you have it, their own vice president for brand management, also moonlights on the side for Glisten. And um, Target has seen quite a loss. Will it keep up? Will they be the next Bud Light? Hey, with the with the new rap song out, Target is targeting your children. Maybe, man. Maybe I you, I sat in this chair and I said this is infinitely worse than Bud Light. Yeah. But here's how this works: Target decides to give money to Glisten, and they ask for a board seat. Or if we can't get a board seat, then we would like to have the seat of the treasurer mm -hmm. of your organization. Just funny enough, follow the money. Mm -hmm. You always follow the money. So. An internal senior exec at Target is literally the money man who probably brokered the deal between Target and Glisten, who probably brought them in as a donor. And of course, yeah. And then, and then that information flows the other way. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of pressure, a little bit of if you don't. But I believe this, Sarah, at Target's core. So they clean the aisles and they remove the things. And we said, look, it doesn't change their heart. At their core, I actually think they're a driver and have always been. If you think of the bathroom situation, mm -hmm. okay, to your situation, Target was first. Mm -hmm. They're an initiator, they're an instigator, which is why I think the song, Target is targeting your children, is accurate. They're actually the instigator and the initiator from a corporate standpoint on a lot of these issues. And I'm just gonna say it over and over again, their best buddy is Starbucks. <laughs> Stop mm -hmm. buying Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Come on, yeah. and let's do a good job. 
Listen has a history of pairing up with teacher unions to give school districts guidance on how to um, navigate gender fluidity in mm. their schools and um, the bathroom issue and whether or not to refer to a child by their preferred pronouns when the parent is on the phone. Mm. So it's... They've also sent 46,000 books, I believe, that are LGBT books to school thousand. libraries. Yeah. So that's 46, great. 46,000, not 46, 46,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, not, not a library, libraries. <laughs> right, 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 right. Last year, at the end of March, I was at Target with my children. I, they, at the time, were 9, 11, and 14. Um, we rounded the health and pharmacy aisle and were slapped in the face with rainbow sex toys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, this is a long time coming. They've had Tomboy X in the past, you know, selling chest binders and things mm -hmm. like that. So now it's just... I. It's like you gave them an inch, and they, yep. they took a whole gay mile. Like, yep. it's just a lot. <laughs> um, and they haven't removed it. They're just putting it, you know, in the athletics section right. or somewhere right. where it's Even not if they remove right it, in your at face. At their core, it's just for now. Exactly. Right. And, for and now. just in some states, yeah. right? Just for in now. the more conservative states that have a problem with it. And Bud Light, I mean, they, they really, their base is very against all of the, the alphabet mafia stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like the, it was easy for men to write that off. Um, that's their, their biggest consumer. Are women going to stick with this? Right. Um, when Target is about convenience and, you know, fashion and mm -hmm. things like that. So I, I'm running out of places to shop. Me too. But... <laughs> I, but I haven't Going set foot in. There. Mm, I haven't set foot in a Target no. since. As a matter of fact, um, my older son. We play a lot of board games because I we don't do a lot of screens in our house. And um, he's like, I'm getting bored of all of our games. Can I? go through the ones that we have that I don't want to play anymore, and then can we go buy new ones? And I was like, yeah, I mean, we can do that. And then the other day, he's like, can we go to Target to buy new games? And I was like, no. He was like, but I... I was just like, no, we're not going to Target. I'll get you new games. Yeah. We're not going to Target for them. Um, and he's like, but what? No. Yeah, but... No, we're not going to Target, okay? Um, so obviously couldn't explain to him why, but, you know, it's just like you've got to put your foot down at a certain point. We let them, you know, allow men in women's in the women's restrooms there. We let that, you know, like as you, as you mentioned, we let them continue to be in our faces about it, knowing that it made us uncomfortable. And there's got to be a certain point where you just say enough is enough. We're not doing it anymore. So I would encourage... Uh, all of you other women out there, because it is mostly women who are shopping at Target, stand strong with us. All right? Stand strong. Can I say one more thing yes, about please. that real quick? I just want you to look into this. Look into the Corporate Equity Index. Go look into the Corporate Equity Index, and you'll say, well, why is it that companies like uh, Target or some of these other brands would still double down on wokeness even after they see Bud Light lose billions and talk? Because they've all signed on to the Corporate Equity Index. Go check it out. They yeah. get compensated. They're being subsidized. Yeah. The yep. $10 billion they lose, they get it back. Right. I saw your tweet about people going up to the, the cash register. and Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. I think the better thing to do is get all of those rainbow sex toys and move them from the health and pharmacy aisle and put them on those pride displays and see. Oh, I love that. that lasts. I love that. I love that. Um, all right. We got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. It is where it's positioned. All right, 
Michelle, um, tell everyone where they can find you, stay up to date on what's happening with this ridiculous case. Well, if you want to have some fun on Twitter, I'm <laughs> Michelle there, and we will be setting up, or I will be setting up um, some sort of donation platform because this is going to be a legal fight, mm -hmm. um, and that costs money. Yeah. Uh, money that, as a middle-class mom, I don't necessarily have. Yeah. Which was their intention, of course, right. to make you drown in legal bills. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'll be setting that up. But in the meantime, yeah, that's where you can follow along for updates on the story. Great. And we will uh, make sure to keep us updated yes, and you. we'll promote it as well. Um, tomorrow, Yaku's back on. And speaking of the Texas House, um, oh, we should, ask, you some, did we should mention ask some questions. There was an open bar, you said. Oh, more on that tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.